also I really like Untitled Goose Game, so I'm glad you were playing it. Yeah, I don't know why we waited so long to play it. It it happens like with you know it's I it's it's the same it's the same deal that I run into all the time where it's like here's a really fun indie game that came out a few years ago that everybody loved and I just missed it. Yeah. And now I'm coming back around to it and it turns out, yeah, it's really good. Like everyone said, surprise, surprise. <laughs> big, big surprise. It's, it, it's uh, really fun. Yep. I came to, uh, I came to Binding of Isaac really late, even though like I have mixed feelings on that game, but like I have no issues with the gameplay of it. Wait, um, what do you mean? It Binding of Isaac grosses me out because of its oh. theming and its insistence on like potty humor and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And and that weird, like that weird sort of gross out Ren and Stimpy Nickelodeon humor. Yeah, gotcha good, because it's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of that. So like the theming that it leans on there is not my favorite, but it plays incredibly. Like the actual gameplay itself is is undeniably good. So I don't care for those kinds of games very much, but even I was like, yeah, it, it plays well. <laughs> yeah. And like the, I, I don't think I've still seen a game that allows you to reach the same level of like overpowered synergy. If you just get the right items going, there's so many, it feels real good. There's so many different ways you can get like just an incredible build going. And it, it basically just, it affords you so many different various ways to just break the game and enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something that I don't think a lot of other games have really, uh, I, I don't think it's something a lot of other games have been able to replicate in the same way. There are no. certainly roguelites where you can get a, uh, where you can get a busted build going. Um, like goodness knows, like vampire survivors, is oh, doing yeah. a great job of just introducing more and more ways to uh, to just wipe the screen clean of whatever is whatever is bothering you. I played that again a bit ago. Did you? Uh, it was fun. I didn't get everything that had been updated since I had last played it because it was like in February or something. Yeah, it would be <laughs> difficult to catch all the way up. There's a lot now. They even added a new character like a few days ago. Yeah, it's pretty much it's probably close to double the content from when i stopped playing because i stopped i want to say in february maybe maybe the beginning of march was the last time i had played so there's a lot of stuff now yep that game's awesome yep it sure is it stays good stays real good <laughs> but i mean like the binding of isaac is sort of a bad example but like indie games that i got to way later after everyone said were really good uh, I know it has sort of a, a complicated, uh, it's got sort of a complicated reputation now, but like Ori in the Blind Forest, I played like three years after that game came out. I mean, I would like to play, I, I heard it's great. Um, Hollow Knight, I played several years after it released, after hearing everyone sing its praises. And yeah, surprise, it's really good. That's another one on my, uh, I, I, I don't own it anymore because i had it on playstation um plus plus i guess yeah. but not what well, is it still called plus or is it just that it's plus but it's there's still, also like it, premium and yeah advanced and you know whatever other tier it i think was, there's only three tiers it was playstation plus and now it's playstation plus with more steps yeah yeah so you can give them more money mm -hmm. 
They were lacking in money. I get it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't even bought Square Enix yet, so yeah. they're basically broke. Man, if they buy Square Enix, do you think? I have no idea if that's actually going to happen. It's rumored, but it's rumored on the back of like. Man, I thought Microsoft been... buying everything in sight. Yeah, yeah, that's. It... I feel like Square being up for sale has been a rumor for a long time. It really has. Like, it, it feels like it's one of those things, like, uh, it's just never going to go away. Yeah, like, it's going to happen any second now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or never. <laughs> it seems weird because, I don't know, it feels like they're okay. Like, for their main stuff. But maybe yeah, it's I, the, I the have, board wants I have, more money. I, I have nothing substantive to add to this conversation. Specifically about Square, based on my... Uh, personal dealings with them i don't even work for square i work for an agency that works for square so it's like even more degrees of separation i have no knowledge of the inner workings beyond a couple of people that i talk to on the social team yeah so but Mm. still it feels weird to speculate oh Um, okay okay i i brought it up it's okay yeah yeah we can just we can end it there yeah the uh (laughs) it's just as an example it's just one of those things where you know, I don't even know why. Yeah, I brought we, it up as never. a joke about Sony not having enough money. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we don't ever have any awkward transitions and stuff, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I the segue here was speaking of games that came out and everyone said it was really good and that I oh, just yeah, didn't yeah. play it when it came out. I'm playing Tunic now. That was only last year, though, wasn't it? I think it was earlier this year. I think it was like March, so it wasn't. It wasn't is like that, a yeah, that's, hugely long period of time. Yeah, that's that doesn't even count. I don't feel like that's that's close enough where where it's it's in the same, like within six months. Nah, it's it's, not it's much sooner than I usually get around to really high profile indie games or um, high profile games. I mean, hell, we're playing Guardian Heroes. That's a that's a that was a high profile game that was well praised that we didn't play for twenty. Well, I played it, but you didn't play it for you know twenty five years. <laughs> That's true. As How high profile, high profile was it really? Though? I, I was about to say as high, as high profile as a Saturn game could get in America. As high profile as any treasure game ever got. I think, yeah. Saturn, it's it's in the US. It's for the Sega Saturn. And it was treasure. So I feel mm-hmm. like with all three of those things, it's pretty high profile because I, I knew about it for, I mean, I that's not fair because I actually played it on a Saturn, so like when it came out at a friend's house. Um, My uncle I, I would say had a Sega Saturn with a demo disc. <laughs> and that was the only thing he owned for it. And Why that was he... my only exposure to the Sega Saturn. Did he steal the Sega Saturn? Why did he only have a demo disc? Well, he it was around the time it launched. So I think it's just he hadn't bought anything else yet. And oh, it just okay. came with it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But like, actually, you know, that doesn't make sense. I I can't understand buying a system and not one game. (laughs) I don't know. He like I was a kid. He would have probably been in his I'm going to say mid to late 20s at the time. Maybe early 30s. Um, Yeah, you don't. And I think was like he wasn't really like a gamer. Like he used to play Tetris with my grandfather. Okay. And then I think just came into some money and bought a thing because he was like shiny graphics, because at the time the Sega Saturn represented shiny graphics. It sure did. Um, to the 20 people that owned it. Yeah. 
And I remember, like, I distinctly remember a conversation I had with him when he, where he was like, I just think, like, I think this one just looks the best of the three. Which, in retrospect, he might have been right. If you compare it to the PlayStation and the N64. The PlayStation in, in 96, too, right? It's not end-of-life PlayStation, which looked really good. Because yeah. it had all that extra years of figuring out how to use the console. Right. Early PlayStation games were freaking ugly. Like, if you look at Jumping Flash... My God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's just, you know, just some some squares and stuff. Yeah. But like, but we but we were able to use 3D space, so it doesn't matter what it looks like. I mean, it was it was sweet. I, I didn't have a PlayStation for quite a bit. I wouldn't say a really long, uh, a decent amount of time. I didn't but, have a um, PlayStation until like 2002. So, yeah, you got me beat there. But I, I played it at the same person that owned the Saturn. They uh, well, they were they were very well to do. They had like a, a a big mansion on one of the one of the lakes on Michigan that they lived in close mm-hmm. to Coast Point, and um, he uh, they they always had all the cool new stuff. Their house yeah. was so big they had like an intercom system. It was wild. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> they had See, heated. My idea of 90s. affluence is like you have the water dispenser on the front of your refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, that was the best. That was that's like the coolest thing ever when I saw that. And I, like, I have that now, so now, it, like, I have this weird thing where I'm like, oh, oh I, made am it. I rich now? <laughs> Is this a mansion? <laughs> my my two-bedroom condo in the suburbs? <laughs> am I a one-percenter? Because <laughs> that's what it feels like, honestly. Yeah, the, their, their house, they, they, had, they had a heated driveway, uh, which was really cool, because... I had never, like, that wasn't a thing that people had. For those of you who, uh, for those of you who aren't from, uh, the American North, the reason you would have a heated driveway is to, uh, melt snow that falls in it so you don't have to shovel it so that your, your car can get out and you don't have to Yeah, melt snow that. and ice and yeah. it was, it was really, it was cool, uh-huh. Well, I guess it yeah, no, cool it's uh, it's just like if you're not in a very specific part of a very particular country, then like the concept of a heated driveway probably makes no sense. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, growing up, I I didn't have a heated drive. I don't have a heated driveway now. <laughs> oh yeah, I, <laughs> I would I've, like one. That would. I'm be not bad. sure I've ever seen a heated driveway like in person, but I know of them and I know why they would exist. But like, if you grew up in Texas, and, and like. You know, you're yeah, like, why might, would you want be... your driveway to be hotter? I can already fry an egg in mine. <laughs> I, I suppose you're correct. There is my, there might be someone out there that would be confused by the idea. That is true. I just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> uh, but they had a PlayStation when it first launched and they had like all the launch games. I remember I actually don't remember was XCOM a launch game on the PS1. I, know it was, I don't know about a launch game. It was fairly early. I don't know. I just remember playing yeah. Jumping Flash at their house and stuff, whatever other ones were out at the time. Yeah. I thought it was really cool, but I didn't. The 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 older brother was playing it, so I wasn't allowed to play it that day. That's what I remember the most. <laughs> yeah. God, it's weird how how those... It's weird how not getting to play something becomes such a vivid memory sometimes. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't particularly mad about it. Like I was I mean I wasn't mad at all. I just remember being like, "Oh, cool, that's neat, but they're playing it, so I'll just watch." And I was okay right. with it. Yeah. But like 
I I still remember my first experience with Final Fantasy, like NES one Final <laughs> Fantasy, was watching my babysitter play it when oh, I was cool. like six. Yeah. And just being glued to it and wanting to know how it worked. That's because really cool. like I by that point, even at age six, I got an NES for my fourth birthday and played like Tetris, Mario Brothers, and occasionally some Double Dragon. Yeah. I had I had cousins that owned Double Dragon. They would bring it over to play it. Nice. And I just like I would play those games and then be like it like it, it's this period of discovery where every video game in a new genre completely blows your mind because it's like I didn't know that a video game could be like this. I I miss that that idea. That's that's something that you can't really capture. Yeah. No, it's like the best you can do is is when a game like Tunic does a really good job of sort of playing with genre conventions and it just sort of like shifts you into like, okay, now you're playing this game that's different than it was before. And, you know, it's kind of uh, like Inscription did that really well, where it's oh, yeah. like it just keeps changing the game on you and keeps mm-hmm. changing, like playing with your expectations. That's a that's an imitation of that feeling, but it's not the same as just like, you know, playing Mario Brothers and then all of a sudden someone pops in Double Dragon 2 and it's this game where people are walking down the street punching each other and it's like, whoa, I didn't know that could be a thing. I just play Tetris and like I played the block stacking game and the jumping game. I didn't know there could also be a punching game. You yeah. have a car racing game, too. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah it's 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 sort of what what that that feeling can be is recaptured sometimes when you're playing a game and you didn't know it had an aspect to it or like yeah. like when i yeah, played yeah, yeah. yakuza uh uh kiwami and i was playing the um the stupid rally car thing what's yep. that called again pocket uh, circuit pocket circuit and i was like never oh forget my god pocket circuit i love this so much and then i spent the next i don't know six hours playing pocket circuit at least yeah yeah i was at least because i actually did all of the all of the things right then because i had an i and i sold some i don't know you get those plates from random things you find yep. in locker keys and then i made enough money where i could buy the parts and i did the entirety of it without doing another thing in the game pretty much and once you once you literally pay to win by spending three million U.S. dollars on slot car parts, then you can beat those damn children. Yeah, yeah. Screw those kids. <laughs> <laughs> when you really put it in context, it's so weird and wrong. Like literally spending like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, on this on engine, rail, on so you can beat car. these. So you can beat these eight-year-olds in slot car racing. And, and 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 to be clear, barely beat barely, <laughs> barely. If you're lucky, <laughs> they're they're tenacious little, you know. Dang. Yep. Uh, but no, that was, I I really loved that that game a lot. Yeah. That that experience because I had no clue it was in the game. Yeah, it's part of the reason why I like to go into games blind and like I avoid. I tend to avoid promotional materials and trailers and stuff like that, especially if it's a game that I already know that I'm interested in. Yeah, it's like sense. I want to see as little of it as possible 
because the more of that feeling I can replicate of like, oh, I didn't know this was in the game. This is awesome. Like that feeling is amazing. I want as much of that as possible. Yeah. So yeah, Tunic really is really best. good, by the way. Oh, okay. Is it? I, I have not uh, played it. I'm curious about it, but I don't. I wasn't ready to play it, so I haven't watched you play it all because I was like, I don't want to yeah, know it's, anything that's happening. Because Tunic is that... a game that if you have any, in, it it's falls in that sort of Undertale tier of like, if you have any intention of playing it whatsoever, don't don't look at it. That's yeah, that's what I decided. Um, I will say, oh, that if you do intend to play it, there are some things you should be uh you should be ready for. Uh, the notebook is open. For my playthrough. Oh, like to write write things down. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know it's that kind of a game. Yeah, it's that, it that is much not as uh, we've talked about it a good bit on the streams, and it is it is not as hostile as La Mulana, but it is doing a lot of the same. You know, here's some information. Figure out what you're doing. Uh. It's doing a lot of the same things with sure. its with its game design. Um, it just La Mulana acts like it doesn't want you to figure it out, and Tunic acts like it does. Yeah, tun- <laughs> Tunic is La Mulana for for people that actually enjoy their time. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. Like <laughs> it actually follow like La Mulana sort of just dumps information around the game and and like just sort of forces you to to put the conspiracy board together yourself. Yes. And Tunic is giving, it's withholding information, and it's giving you information in a very cryptic and drip-feed kind of way where you have to really look into it. But it is also, it also follows very basic game design tenets like giving you information right before you need it. Sure. You know, the... And not, and probably not... <laughs> I imagine it's it's not entirely based on like I don't know what to do. I guess I'm just gonna go click a bunch of or try using these these runes in every room in the game. Yeah, it 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 actively discourages that sort of like brute force problem solving. Yeah, because it doesn't want you to have to rely on that. Um, that doesn't mean you don't have to look and think really hard about where stuff is, but it does. Uh, like all of the information is in there. You just have to make sense of it. Whereas, sure. like, with La Mulana, there is a lot of situations where I, I think the big thing, I think a big difference is, like, La Mulana has a has a bad habit, or, well, it's a habit. It's not a bad habit. It's very purposeful. Um, it has a habit of presenting you with puzzles before you have a solution. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's literally before you designed have the to information. confuse you like that. Yeah. And so it's like, here is clearly a thing that I can do something with but I don't know what to do with it mm-hmm. and I don't have the information that I need. And I won't for about 25 hours. <laughs> right. And, and hopefully you wrote it down because otherwise you're in trouble. Right. And tunic is more of like the places where you have to solve, pu- uh, where you have to solve puzzles or solve problems are not always particularly obvious. Mm-hmm. But once you gain a piece of information that points you in that direction, it's like, oh, was I supposed to do something there? Oh, let me go check that out. Yeah. So you end up not being stuck on you end up not being stuck and confused on things that are like obviously something that you need to solve for very long. 
Um, it's not across the board. There are still some things that, you know, chess sitting on ledges and, and, you know, stuff sitting on islands that you obviously can't get to, but it's I mean, fairly, just... ob- it's fairly easy to look at those things and be like, I need to come back later with something. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's in every game, like all the Zeldas. Yeah, totally. So, so that's not, that's not a bad thing. So it's, <laughs> I always say that La Mulana is like my favorite game that I can't really recommend to people because it's so like hostile and disrespectful. Yeah. Tunic is a La Mulana game that I can recommend. That's the best way I can describe it. That makes sense. It is a, it is a love child of La Mulana, Link to the Past and Dark Souls. Because really? the combat and the boss fights, very Dark Souls. Really? Actually. Like, stamina-based, sword and shield, big swipes that you have iframes and can roll under them. Very, very strongly Dark Souls-inspired. There are even checkpoints that recover your health and your limited number of health flask usages in exchange for also respawning all the enemies. Oh, wow. I I had no idea. I actually thought it was just a puzzle game with some simple, you know, Zelda-esque combat occasionally. Yeah, no, it's it's more complicated. It's more complex than that, but not by a lot. Okay. Uh, it does require some... It's, it's difficult. There was a couple of bosses in there that killed me like five to ten times. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's good to um, know. There are also accessibility options, like a lot of accessibility options. So there is uh, so if a, you want to chill, you can chill. Yeah, you can totally just play it as a as a nice little puzzle game if you don't feel like going through that, and that's totally fine. That's nice. I love that. Because yeah, there's because there is a lot to love in that game aside from the combat. The the combat, I think, even though I think it's quite good, is secondary to the exploration and the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I think that like if you're not really into the challenge aspect of, of the combat, you can just essentially turn that off and enjoy the other aspects of it. And that's totally fine. That's, that's great. Cause that's an, an I, I, I think it, I mean, we've talked about this. I just think it's mm-hmm. really good that they, that they're doing that more and more often. I, uh, I completely agree because really I want everybody to, be able to play the games. Yep. More video games for more people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally all about it. So what else is up with your week? That's I don't want to talk too much. I'm not done with Tunic yet, so I'll probably talk about it again next week. So I don't want to I don't want to exhaust it. It's just it's very good. It's very good at playing with your expectations. It's fun to play. It's, you know, makes you think, but in a good way, that's not super frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge difference there. Yeah. Uh, So Lachisi and I finished Kirby. I don't remember if I talked about that at all. Um, maybe, but go ahead. No, that's, I, I just don't remember if, what we, if, if anything. I remember said, you saying that it does Kirby ending things. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like so basically, it gets, it gets as big as you would expect. It was fun. It was awesome. Playing at Cop was, was a blast. Um, and we started yesterday, maybe two days ago, which is irrelevant because we're, we're recording. This is not when you're listening to it, but we recently started a uh, live alive. Oh, or nice. Live a live. 
live a live live a live live alive live alive live a live anyways uh dude (laughs) you gotta play this i actually raided someone after a stream the other day and ended up seeing the ending because they were at the final boss as we raided now, essentially, I, I saw them fighting the final boss, and that didn't really tell me much. Cause I imagine it didn't. It's very, it's very ethereal, and it's just, you know, it's just a creature. Let me so, tell you, like, I, don't I didn't think really it get much out of it Be- because we, t- we, uh, the I, so I played this on an emulator in early 2000s like whenever there was a translation patch for it kyle was like dude you gotta play this game i played it for i don't know an hour and i was like yeah i'm not playing this i don't feel like it right now and then i never got back to it but i've always wanted to and i really just wanted i wanted to play the the one that's set in the near future you know kind of it's like a little punk a little cybery stuff Hmm. and i i don't have a clue how any of the stories connect together but just that two hour like vignette was was so much fun like i love the idea of it being a an rpg that you can just do in segments and then i know they come together somehow uh but like the whole experience is you know 25 hours or something i want to say and that's we've we've talked about how you chrono trigger has sort of the perfect length for an rpg yeah and i think this is gonna i think this is kind of right in there it's in the same boat and it's interesting because so we played through the one chapter then then we're like yeah we can do other stuff that's cool we 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 accomplished this thing we we finished a part of it there's no there's like a sense of closure you don't feel like you're just kind of saving at a random save point as you get to the next area i don't know i love it it's it's awesome it, it feels like everything i've heard people describe about it sounds like octopath traveler yeah there's there's yeah 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 i can see that like obviously like all of those characters exist on the same timeline or whatever but like you still have eight characters doing their own thing with their own little miniature stories that wrap up in a really satisfying way that don't really have a whole lot of connection with each other until later and it makes me wonder if that whole connection that whole like connection with everyone with that brings all the stories together later is like is that is that going to be a real thing or is that going to be like they just kind of copy and pasted all of the all of the stories together arbitrarily at the end the way they did with Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I have no clue. I mean, I'll be interested to I'll be interested to see what you uh what you think about it. Yeah, it'll take I think it's going to take a while because we're it's I'm purposely wanting to go through it slow cuz I yeah. usually rush through understandable quickly. So we're kind of just you know oh hey well it's well uh, like i said we only got it like a day or two ago my guess is is that we end up doing a chapter you know maybe once a week or every couple of days or something so it'll maybe mm-hmm. take like a month or more to get through it which is an eternity for my usual turnaround time for for games like this yeah but it's sort of fun it's like something to look forward to that's cool like i'm it's probably something that i will end up giving giving a a look to eventually i don't i don't know what it is about it usually when something comes out and they're like here's a you know here's an hd 2d remake game i'm like oh man i love that art style so much i'm totally all about that 
It's the whole reason I got so into uh, triangle strategy. But mm -hmm. for some reason, this one just like went right over my head and was just, I, I don't know. I just have not been able to, I've not really been able to like muster up a whole lot of caring about it. Yeah. Hey, for whatever. some reason. And I think I, I'll get there eventually. Like something eventually is going to be the thing where it's like, oh, well, I got to play it because of this. I think, I think it's just it's just missing that sort of X factor of like, you know, you should play it because X. I don't know if that will ever pop up only because it's going to be a game that it's kind of just forgotten again. I feel like, yeah, and people are so, going to play it and then stop talking about it. Right. So I don't think that will be the case. But what I think would change it for you is if you actually played it. Yeah. Like, if you were to play it, because I know exactly what you're talking about. I was super excited when it was first announced. And I was kind of like, yeah, maybe I don't care. And then, you know, it took a month until we even bought it. And then I booted up. and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I waited to play this this chapter. <laughs> like this this one thing, because it's the what I the one part I really wanted to see in the game. And I wouldn't be surprised if you had a similar feeling if you were to, you know, sit down and play it. Yeah, you're probably right. And it's it's kind of the same thing as with the as what we were talking about with indie games before, mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, everything about this feels like something that I would enjoy if I just sat down with it. Yeah, like I I will probably like it. I just have to actually have the game in front of me and boot it up and start. But yeah, until that's, that's I do step. that. Like, it's just going to be it's just going to be sitting there as like, well, maybe later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, right now I'm doing such a good job of, of kicking through my my like RPG backlog. And that feels really good that like it's really difficult for me to want to put more stuff on the RPG backlog. Yeah, I don't know? think well because now I'm is... like I'm closer than ever to playing Dragon Quest 11. <laughs> And I know I keep saying that, but I actually had to go look up some clips and stuff for uh, for a video that I'm doing for work. Mm -hmm. And I got like a really good I got a really good couple of a uh, couple of um, cutscenes with Silvando. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this man. You I would, love him. You would very much enjoy him. We got a buzzing. Do you hear a buzzing? Mm, it's like a no? feedback buzz. It is now gone. That was what? weird. Weird. Uh -huh. That's okay. <laughs> it wasn't like super loud, but it was definitely there. So, but it's gone now. I'll let Good. you know if it comes back. Anyway. Yeah, please do. Anyway. Yeah. The, uh, the completely lost my train of thought. The, you were making a, a video and it had Silvando in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Silvando seems great. And, and like, I know a little bit more about like what is going on with the plot and it all just kind of, it all just kind of came together as like, I, I'm starting to get that thing where it's like, okay, the, you know, I should probably just stop making excuses and go for this now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. I would say you don't need to worry about playing, you know, Live Alive in even the next six months or, or a year or whatever. It's not going anywhere. And I mean, it's been five since Dragon Quest Eleven came out, so I'm not exactly up to date. But the fact that they are they are actually starting to come, like Trials of Mana 
and Xenoblade Chronicles and one other that I played recently. I guess Triangle Strategy. Like, I'm actually getting through these longer RPG-style games that I've been wanting to take a look at and get yeah. through. And, I like, now that I'm actually doing it, I crave that. So now I've got, like more and more of them that I just want to that I just want to play more of and I'm gonna need one as soon as I'm not done with Xenoblade Chronicles yet um but I could be because I'm in the final chapter and now I'm just now I'm just uh side quest cleaning oh my oh my god I know I'm I'm doing the thing but I'm I'm like I'm at the point where it's like if it gets tedious and I don't feel like it I'm in the final chapter so I can just start the end sequence and go and I'm, I'm making that a rule for myself that I have to just, I have to just like do that and go. If I, if I, if I go like a couple of weeks without playing it because I'm starting to lose interest, then I have to just finish it and, and call it done. Because <laughs> otherwise, otherwise it's going to be like the first one where I did that and then let it sit for nine months and then finished it when I didn't care about what was happening in the story anymore because that's what always happens so i i have to i have to set rules for myself yes you do oh god but anyway once i'm finished with that like i have i literally have dragon quest 11 sitting like next to it as like i'm gonna play that next and i don't know if i'm gonna stream it because from the sounds of things it's very long it's a very long game, yeah. If you want to do everything, it's probably 100 hours. So it, it'd be a substantial streaming yeah. experience, especially if you want to stream, you know, other stuff. Like Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to do that soon. Yeah, I made the official announcement. If, oh, uh, really? It, so what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the, the deal with that then? The, uh, the official announcement, I, I, I decided to get kind of cheeky with it. And I was like, I have to play nine. The, the rule is I have to play nine days of Final Fantasy 14, which I intend to be nine consecutive days of of uh, Final Fantasy 14. OK. So a week and some change. Yeah. And it's like, you know, not taking days off or weekends or anything like literally just marathoning through like every night. We're going to play a few hours for nine days. So I'm like, what's a good time to do nine days of 14? 914. Nice. Nice. Okay. So September 14th, which is, I don't know, roughly roughly like, three weeks from the time this will come out, I think. Maybe yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Um, will be my uh, will be my first experience with Final Fantasy 14. And I'm going to, I'm not going to hold myself super strongly to the whole like nine days consecutive thing. Cause you know, I, I got work, I got life stuff. Like it may just not work out and I'm not going to torture myself to make it happen. Fair. Yeah. I mean, why bother with that? But the, uh, the intention is to try to do that. If all else, uh, if all else goes well, you want that true MMO experience. Yeah. Of doing it every day and not having time for anything else. Mm-hmm. That's the hundred percent. That's the, that's the plan that is playing an MMO. So, um, wow. I I can't believe it's happening. I can't wait to see what gets in the way of it. I know. Right. (laughs) It's always something. (laughs) 
no I'm, I'm like i'm clearing off the schedule like i'm gonna you know uh-huh, i'm uh-huh. trying to play i'm trying to play shorter stuff now and <laughs> you know tunic should be done one day next week so <laughs> We're t- I'm, i find it amusing i know you said you're not streaming it but maybe you end up streaming Dragon Quest. You're like, oh yeah, guys, I want to play. Dragon I gotta finish Quest. Dragon Quest before I play FF14. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure the schedule's clear. <laughs> oh, yeah, I decided absolutely. Maybe I will play Live Alive. Actually, hang on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, what it'll be is it'll be the it'll be the completely new game out of nowhere that just comes up as like, oh, I forgot I wanted to play this. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, for for every right, for right. every Dragon Quest for every. For every Dragon Quest and Live Alive and Triangle Strategy and for every one of those where it's like I've been wanting to play this for a long time and I've really been looking forward to it and now it's out, mm-hmm. there's a Demon Throttle. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, oh yeah, this is here. We're going to play this now. Forget what I said we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're going to play this game about like... We're going to play this game about your wife cheating on you with a with a demon with a huge hammer penis. It was, it was nice that it was that the the developer of the game came in and said it was consensual. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I mean, it did it did appear to be consensual. Yeah, I'm just saying. But like, it's very, very nice to have that confirmed because <laughs> because the way that was presented, it could not be also. It could have not been. That could have been pain, not not. Uh, enjoyment. Yeah, I don't. That's know. true. That's fair. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like the, uh, the whole line of like, oh hey, it's that, uh, it's that, it's that cursed vampirus, and my girlfriend's husband. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That's that feels weird. <laughs> no, that game's really fun. That game's really hard because it is, you know, we were talking about accessibility for difficulty, right? That game is not accessible. That game is uncompromising. It is, it is set up like an old game in, in like in an old, regard. like an old arcade game. Yeah. But one where you can't buy more play with <laughs> an old arcade game where you can't buy more play with, uh, with coins. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, a lot of old NES games are kind of like that. That's true. So I guess it's more like that than an arcade game, technically. Yeah, isn't it based off of... It's based old... off King's Night. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. In that it is a sort of, you know, vertical scrolling shooter that is, like, character-based where you have to find secret stuff in each level to get the true ending. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really hard, but it's, you know, it's rewarding to play. I ended up actually using a cheat to get through it because <laughs> it was that hard. Wow. Um, I missed you doing that because you you tried playing through it a, a, a handful of times. Several like you times, got pretty yeah. far. Yeah, it got late and I just wanted to like I wanted to see the ending. I'd, I'd beaten it normally, but I hadn't beaten like the if you get like the true ending boss with oh. the uh once you get all the the secret things there is a uh there's like a true phase a true final boss phase thing that you have to beat and i really struggled with that and the thing is it's you know it's a classic style game where you have one chance to beat it and if you die you start again from the beginning of the game yeah and i did that a couple times and i was like i don't 
I just don't feel like streaming this for another 45 minutes to get another chance. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I use the uh, I use a cheat code and which is in the instruction manual and it was developer endorsed. <laughs> um so I don't feel bad about it at all. Not that you should feel bad about doing it anyway, but you know, there's a <laughs> there's a there's a pride thing to it. But anyway, it, it basically, like, it gives you stronger shots and, like, some extra points of invincibility and stuff like that. Some extra health points. It's actually a really decent way of handling, um, of handling difficulty. Because, like, it doesn't make it free. It's not an invincibility code. It is a, you have a little more life now. And you have, like, slightly more opportunities to do this. Sure. Code. So it's still hard. So it's It's, it's not- just... It's just slightly more forgiving. Yeah, it's not full on cheating. Yeah. But yeah, that game is uh that game is fun. Available uh available only physical. Yeah, forever physical. Forever physical. N- never 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 digital. Never digital. Which I Actually, think is I, I think that's why a, I didn't buy it or play it. <laughs> I mean, understandable. I think it's not- a I think it's a fun advertising gimmick. Yes. No, no, I don't I don't mean because I'm against that idea. I just mean because I just have everything digital now on, right, on the Switch. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is I'm okay. It's not something I really want to play, but I, pro- I there was a high probability I would have bought it digitally when you were playing it cuz like, oh, this looks fun. I'd like to play this. Yeah, it's fun and it's co-op. I didn't play any of the of the two player, obviously. Yeah, but... that'd be cool. I would like that. It's interesting the way they do it cuz there's two characters and they control they're, well, they control the same, but they have different shot types and different abilities. Oh, interesting. Um, it's kind of... Did you ever play Sunset Riders? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's it's like Sunset Riders, where you have the one person who has, like, straight shots, but they're powerful, and the other person has spread shots that are weaker. Oh, I, oh yeah. Okay, I, I, was, I was a big fan of the spread shot. Yeah. She ended up being my favorite character, but there are some situations where the gunslinger with the uh, with the powerful sort of straight line machine gun shots are like way more useful. That makes sense. Yeah, I may be a dumb game if one was just clearly better than the other. If they're both like characters, right, you just can yeah. play as. No, they do a good job of balancing of balancing them in the sense of like they both have uses. They yeah, they awesome. both have like situations where they're more useful than others. Yeah, it's a fun game, and you know. Has a crude but enjoyable sense of humor. Sure. I mean, it, it falls in line with the, the Devolver stuff. Yeah, totally. I feel like. 100%. 100% it does. Uh, What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, This is sort of like weirdly self-promoting okay. in a way, but... um, How dare you? I was... It's it's we, It's like not self-promoting, but it kind of is. Um because it's not promoting something that I am doing or making, but rather something I'm just literally promoting something that I was paid to promote for another company. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, I did a, I did a, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about like exactly what my involvement was, but I did a, uh, I had a hand in an advertising campaign over this past week involving a new indie game being published by Square Enix Collective called Little Goody Two Shoes. Okay. This is a uh this made this game is made by an indie developer named Astral Shift. Uh they also made a game that apparently is in the same universe called Pocket Mirror. Um 
it is kind of a indie it's an anime horror rpg that is kind of calling back to like ps1 and ps2 era rpgs like the early atel like the atelier iris oh like um, a lot of people have compared it to uh rhapsody yeah okay yeah um but the idea is basically that you are playing as this girl named elise who lives in this little she lives in this little forest town and you know everybody's superstitious and they all go to church and you know they're all like stay out of the forest bad things happen there and she hates it there and in she just town. wants to yeah she hates she hates the town she hates the culture there she wants out she wants to go do bigger things she thinks all the superstition is stupid turns out it's not well i mean we don't know how it turns out, but we do know that she gets into doing witchcraft. She goes out into the forest and stumbles upon doing some witchcraft things and is like, hey, you know what? Witchcraft actually kind of dope. Maybe I could do some witchcraft. This, this sure. might be all right. Yeah, it seems cool. Um, so basically it turns into this like sort of half exploration gathering uh you know like gather materials to do your witchcraft game but then it's also like the social sim of like keep up appearances with your neighbors and the people in the village so that they don't suspect you of getting into like dark magic stuff because yeah. they'll probably burn you at the stake <laughs> So you have to, like, keep... You have to do the whole social sim element of, like, keep up appearances and have your conversations and talk to people and, and you know, cover for your actions when they're like, hey, we saw you going into the forest the other night. What's what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. And you got to, like, keep your story straight and keep, and keep everyone off your tail and misdirected and... But also keep doing witchcraft. Keep doing the stuff that you're doing. I, the game sounds fun. I like that. I like the idea of it. Yeah, it, it's got a neat concept, and the uh, the art is really is really neat. I, I, like, I really the name, like the aesthetic. The name kind of sucks, but I think it like. I mean, I get what they're going for. The name being like you know you have to keep up the appearance of a little goody two shoes, yeah. but also I think your actual shoes have something to do with it because uh, you have. <laughs> I've okay. seen some of the sprite art and the shoes look like they play a part. I don't I shouldn't say more than that because I don't know how much of that sprite art is public. They change color. OK, OK, that makes a little more sense. So I think like actual shoes have uh, have the like a is pretty. The actual shoes have something to do with the uh, have something to do with the plot line. I don't, I don't know what just from yeah, what that I've makes seen. Sense. The, the art looks great. Yeah, the I've seen some of the writing in it. Um I've seen some of the writing in it. I've seen the art. Every like the concept of it is really fun. I'm interested in it. It's not out until next year, but I, you know, I oh. wanted to talk about it because I want to talk about it cuz I've been really close to it in the last couple of uh, in the last couple of weeks. And the uh the campaign that I was working on finally actually went out, and so now I'm at liberty to talk about the actual game. And not worry about running afoul of, uh, of, you know, NDAs and stuff like that. Yeah. 
So yeah, I just it, wanted to say I think it looks cool. And I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. And I might actually be interested in... The thing is, like, it it has a, a horror tilt to it. Because I think there's an aspect of, like, if you get caught or found out, then, you know, bad stuff you're happens. You're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, and then things get creepy. And I've seen some of the art, and it's like, yeah, it looks like things get creepy. Which is not really my thing, but, like... I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I have like an attachment to it now or if it's because I'm, you know, I'm kind of into the hide in plain sight social, you know, the the whole hide in plain sight social sim aspect of it that I think is interesting. I don't know. There's something about it that draws me to it and I'm really interested. So I just wanted to say that that's a thing to maybe take a look at. Yeah, it's it's I was excited it sounded cool. I'm a little less excited that it's a year away, just because there'll yeah. be that's a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a really it's it's a really early um, time for them to have done such a such a big ad campaign when they don't even have pre orders up yet. But I think they just wanted to. I think it was sort of a reveal thing where they just want people to know that it exists. And I think they're also working on the. Uh, a remake of their previous game that they want to get people in the know of as well. Cause okay, I think, yeah. th- I think pocket mirror, the, the original game that they made that I think this new game is a prequel to that. If I've, if I understand correctly, um, I think that was originally a mobile game. Like it was only for, mm. it was only for cell phones and they are now doing like an actual steam and console port of it as a, as a remake. That's pretty cool. So, it did really well, and people people speak very highly of it. So I'm kind of interested to maybe go back and play that when the remake is ready. And then... So that's what we'll do instead of playing FF14, of course. Probably. Yeah, 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 exactly. That we go. found We found the excuse. <laughs> hey, you know, I saw the, the Valkyrie profile, the new trailer that came out like a month oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The game looks way better than when it was first announced. Like, yeah, something always... about it looks much nicer now than when I first saw, cause I, I don't know, like the faces are still a little bit awkward in some of the cutscenes, but overall it seems more interesting. Or, uh, it seems like a, a, a better put together trailer at least. Yeah. I always feel bad for people that need to like, I, I always feel bad for the people that have to sort of put a trailer together with like incomplete assets. Yeah. That's and it's like, it doesn't really look that good, but make it look good. <laughs> right. It's it like looks a, a lot better than I thought. And I didn't know they're re- remaking Lenneth, which was the remake of the 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 original game. Like, that's I'm, a pack-in deal. That's kind of cool. I'm not actually familiar with that. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I was on the PlayStation store and was like, pre-order today and you'll get Valkyrie Profile Lenneth as part of the deal. Hmm. But, I mean, the game costs $20 more, so it's not like you're getting it for free. Yeah. You're paying for it, but it's yeah. part of the package. It's just you want to buy two games instead of one game. I mean, it might be discounted, uh, um, but I thought that was cool. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. They're I mean, also doing the a new tactics cool. ogre. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is funny because so when we, a, a couple weeks ago, we talked about games that would be fun to see on the 64 service and we were like, oh, Wave Race would be happening. That, that'd be great if that happened. And yeah. then I, we, we I think saying, we both assumed that it would. Yeah. That was like, a, it was like a, a slam dunk. That's a, that's a, that's a for sure. Like 1080 snowboarding, maybe yep. not. There's a chance because at least it's Nintendo, but we were pretty positive Wave Race was going to be there. It's funny that it happened almost immediately after we talked about it. 
it just made the most sense. It's it like it's a game summer. that people remember fondly and well, it's summer for half the world, I guess, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a game people remember fondly. It's their game. It's, you know, it's not really very much like what what else they have there cuz aside from Mario Kart, they don't really have much in terms of racing. I think F0's on it. Yeah, uh, that's I guess that's true. But Wave still. Race is not F0. <laughs> No. Let me tell you. No, it is not. <laughs> um, and, but that was, it, you know, that's fun for me because that's one of the that that is one of the first three games that I had for my N64. When I first got my N64, I had Mario 64, Ocarina of Time and Wave Race. Those That's some solid games right that's there. That's a solid early lineup. I mean, that's those are enough games where if you don't mind replaying them, that's a that's content for, you know. Yeah, that can oh, be almost God. your whole library. <laughs> yeah, like throwing Majora's Mask and maybe, you know, like Donkey Kong 64. and. <laughs> yeah, I believe Majora's Mask was like four or five. Right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> and there was a Mario Party in there eventually, and we had Smash. Oh, you got, you got to take some skin off your hands. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you even own a 64 if there wasn't some point where you looked at your palm and was like, shit. <laughs> I don't think I ever owned Mario Party 1. We rented okay. it a bunch, and then I think went out and actually... I don't think we ever actually went out and bought one until 3. I, I like... Now, yeah, did one, we spend multiple hundreds of dollars over time on renting them over and over? We absolutely did, because that's how rent-to-own culture gets you. Yeah. But, you but know... But it was over time. It was over time, so Sometimes like, you have $3, not 60 most of the time we had three or four dollars for that week, not 60. Yeah. So that's how we did it. Makes sense to me. I Mario hate Party... it now, but. Well, yeah, but well, you it's, know. it somehow feels different now that it's like everything. I, I don't I don't really know because it shouldn't feel that different. Are you talking about Game Pass? Just in general, the 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 idea of how everything is like a service, like a, like a mm. live service, like not even a live service, just everything's like a subscription thing, right? Like, yeah, at, pr- across the board, basically everything. And it's not any different than renting a game in the past, but it doesn't, it didn't, I don't know. I never, I never thought about renting games as terror, like a bad thing. Uh, I think the difference is that renting games was an option. Yeah, that's probably true. Like yeah, that, you that could buy it. the game if you wanted to, and then you would just have it. But if you didn't have enough to, if you didn't have enough money to buy the game, you could rent it. And that was an option. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now it's like, do you want the game at all? Rent it forever. Yeah, it's, it's weird because now games have actually shifted more towards. I feel like it's the rental. Well, the, with the game pass has changed a little bit, but it's, it's, it's. It's weird when you start thinking about just, you know, all the monthly services you might be paying for. And maybe that's what I'm thinking of more so than the specifics of rental or how that uh, could be construed in like other 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 areas of media. I think it's more of I think I'm thinking just on the the broad picture of, huh, now, I you know, you 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 have music, you have movies, maybe more than one. You have game passes. I mean, heck, Windows wants you to have stuff soon like where you can't buy windows oh yeah like uh, you're renting windows adobe forever. has put their suite on a on a monthly service thing instead of just yeah. selling them 
Yeah, no, it's it's that definitely more predominant, and it it feels bad, but it is like it is really predominant where it feels like it's difficult to get away from it. Mm-hmm. So I think for a lot of people, it's just sort of normalized as like, well, you know, we pay for all of these things monthly, so we might as well just, you know, that's just normal now. That's just yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I don't like it, and I I avoid those whenever possible. I have a Crunchyroll subscription, and that's about it. That's good. Wow. I technically have like, no, no, I guess I pay for uh DoorDash, uh Dash Pass as well. There's yeah, at least, at least two, at least two. That's two. <laughs> There's probably something else in there and you're like, oh yeah. But like too. Dash Pass is not necessary. It's like, I could not have that, but like we order food pretty consistently and now I can not pay delivery fees. So it actually saves me like hundreds of dollars a year. So that actually economically makes sense to me. I mean, I, I, there's there's always ways to think about, like like I'm not saying that they're bad, right? Because like every person has their own unique way. Oh, hey, this is worth it to me spending this yep. money on mm-hmm. whatever it is. I'm not. Yeah, we all we have to find ways to justify it. Like it's okay because. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's eh, the convenience being there is probably more important than anything else. <laughs> oh, it's, it certainly is. It's just like the 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 justification here for me is like, well, I'm not going to not order food. Yeah, I got to be able to order food like I like that's that's something that's like I, I suppose it's technically an option, but it's not really an option. I'm not going to just I'm not going to just not do that. So let's make it as cost effective as possible. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fair. It's 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 okay to <laughs> we can you know we we can trick ourselves sometimes. Well, mental gymnastics is never a problem. It's if if it's if it's something you enjoy and you get and it's it brings it makes your life better. It's worth it. So this brings us back to a conversation I believe on the very last podcast, which is about uh what would a what would a game company have to do to get you to stop supporting them Mm, and we were talking about how uh you know there's essentially no ethical consumption under capitalism and you know if you dig in if you dig in far enough you're never really justified in supporting any corporation or or anything that you own because there's always going to be something where it's like well that as that is actually really terrible and I don't support that, but I do want to keep using this thing yeah. because it makes my life better. <laughs> and yep. there's a certain point where, like, if you try to take a stand, you're always going to end up being sort of hypocritical at some point because mm-hmm. there's there's some layer of it. And it's no excuse to, like, not make any changes or not be conscious or aware of those things. But it's really difficult to just, like. It's really difficult to take the the stance of just shouting people down for not agreeing with you or for just enjoying things that they enjoy. And I was like, you know, I like to think that I'm above it because I don't play Ubisoft games because of, (laughs) you know, and and Activision games because of the stuff that they were in the news for. But like if it was a company that I really enjoyed, I can't like I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I would take the same hardline stance. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> Kotaku spoke to 10 sources for this article who worked at Nintendo at different points of the past decade. They told Uh-oh. a story of a corporate culture where sexist behavior was commonplace and very little action was taken to address it. 
Most requested anonymity because retaliation could mean a loss of job opportunities throughout the gaming industry. These Holy employees God. worked on games and consoles ranging from the early Wii U to the present Nintendo Switch generation. Aside from harassment, female contractors also faced issues with trying to advance in the company. Great. Great. So, Nintendo throws their hat in the ring. Uh, specifically, contract testers at Nintendo of America who have talked about facing a... Uh, who have, have talked about facing a, a culture of... Um, frat house style sexual harassment jesus and uh and a general lack of respect and advancement opportunities with one saying that uh, after working for after working at the company for nine years a uh, a junior male employee in the same position was making six dollars an hour more than them having just been hired what Really? That's that's what the reports be saying. Yikes. So But Reggie said he never was aware of any problems. Well, that's what Doug Bowser is now saying. Doug Bowser said there was never any problems. <laughs> he also said they were looking into the problems and taking them very seriously, which are the things that you have to say, but it it just But there weren't any problems, so it's fine. <laughs> it just God, people suck. Brings you back around to the like you can't corporations are not your friends no corporations are not your friends even the ones you like especially the ones you like especially you have, the ones you like if they have, you have a, to be aware of it like if you they've got a if they've got a fun likable persona and they make stuff that you enjoy and you want to support them they are profiting off of that yeah, exactly. They, you think that because you they you think that because they want you to think that. Yes. <sighs> so yeah, that's just a quick little follow up on that. The thing is, should I take a stand and be like, I'm not going to play any more Nintendo games until they fix this problem? I mean, yeah, I probably should. That would be great, but I'm not. Will you? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to deprive myself of things that make me happy for an act of, you know, for this sort of like self-serving act of, of defiance that isn't actually going to change anything. Well, not I will continue that. to speak out about it and I will continue to insist that things like this get changed and improved because they should be. But I, I I'm not going to sit here and act like a like a boycott is going to work. Well, not only that, but the 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 problems may not have anything to do with the stuff that you like. If it's if it's if it's problems in America, right? And specifically with the testing department. Right. So if that's where the problem lies, then it's not Kirby and the Forgotten Kingdom's team. It's right, it's 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 the I mean, it's <laughs> it could be problems in Japan, but we'll never know because no one there is going to speak out. I mean, there were people in the in the report that talked about working on like when they were working on breath of the wild oh yeah okay because so it's, it's not the development team it's the product testing team yeah so it sounds like that's it sounds like it's a a u.s thing yeah it is 
which really just means that Japan has a better cap on it. Uh-huh. That's what I was going to say. Next. Like they like, like they they've, can't they've really covered the story better. They've <laughs> they've kept people from speaking out better. <laughs> it's not cuz it's not a problem. It's no. cuz the story of the problem hasn't broken yet. Yeah, it's not it's not interesting enough. Have there hasn't been enough It's much harder to speak out there sometimes. Yes. All the time. <laughs> yeah it's not uh it's not yet as unusual in japan for those things to happen for it to actually be newsworthy man so what what what, what publicly has been bad about sony lately anything i don't know let me look <laughs> maybe, maybe you i'll know just what? do a google search there will be something sony <laughs> controversy we can, be, we can just be sony fans for a while <laughs> Sony fires PlayStation executive accused of pedophilia. Holy foolish. Wait, for real? That's from December. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan asks employees to, quote, respect differences of opinion, unquote, amid abortion controversy. Well, I, I mean, maybe that's just like saying hey these people have a different opinion than you so like maybe there's nothing nefarious there it's literally just someone at the top being like god how do we handle this there's going to be a bunch of crap so what do we say we just say everyone respect everyone else yeah which is you know which is a really good way to just not have to take a stand on it right 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 actually support people but but that that at least falls in line with bs corporate stuff as as opposed to you know pedophilia (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Except that was an internal email. Yeah. yeah so it's... Yeah. Corporations are not your friends. <laughs> they're just... Yeah. They're just not. They're just not. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> just, uh... <laughs> Do you have any mail? Yeah, I was gonna say, you want to take a question? <laughs> Lighten the mood better, a bit. You better you better it better be a light question. I don't want any, I need I don't need any heavy questions today. It's not a heavy question. You um, can poke fun at me in my playtime if you want, but it's it's not like a it's not entirely like a it's not an entirely positive question, but it's a but it's not a it's a but it's a light question. Okay. Um <laughs> are there any games? Oh oh swoggles. Thanks for the question. Cue the music. Also, cue the music. And how do you, how do, how does one write to us? Because we swear to God, we're not we're not pretending to be this person. <laughs> Somebody is it's writing really to us. Really not us. There's really an email address that you can send things to, and it's theretrobreakdown at gmail.com. And seriously, Swoggles, we love you. But if anyone else sends a <laughs> sends an email, I will let it jump the line just so we have some variety. <laughs> you're, Swaggles, you're... i appreciate you so much for single-handedly keeping yeah. this i don't want you to think that this is against you in any way you have single-handedly allowed this segment of the show to continue like, like it would be like featuring special guest swoggles on all the episodes at this point yeah it's i, I think we joked before that it's the it's the swoggles question hour yeah we did yeah Anywho. So yeah, no, it's 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 great, but like if you <laughs> would like to send an email to this podcast that you're listening to now, you can do so at the retro breakdown at gmail.com. 
And you know what? You might even be like Andrew from a few weeks ago who sent a question that was like, hey, would you be interested in playing Riven? And then I played Riven. So like, you know, it just happens sometimes. It can be it can be a discussion topic or it can be like, hey, do you know about this game? And would you be interested in playing it? Because, you know, probably. Yeah, what can't hurt. So this week's question, cue the music again, because at this point, yeah, sure. The music is probably ended. Also, also, your your name is uh, Time Wanderer, and I'm Tom. And this is the Retro Breakdown Podcast. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, we got it. It's in there. It's before in there. the before the end of the first half. Yeah. All right. Are there any games that you can think of where you really like the art style and personality of the game, but don't actually enjoy playing it? Like aesthetically, you really yeah. like the game, but it's not—it's just not fun for you. Man, yeah, sure. A lot of the uh, what was that? Yeah, I can't think of what it's called now. Give me a second. It's from the, the Super Giant. Like they made Transistor. Oh what yeah. Was, okay. What was the basketball one that they made? The Spire. I hated that game so much. I hated playing it. It's I my least favorite of the three of the four now Super Giant games, but I wouldn't say I hated it. I dis—I disliked my time with that game a lot but i loved the art that's the art, the art direction in that game was really cool everything looked good but man i didn't have fun playing it i don't know why hate hate i hate is too strong of a word. clearly i don't really hate it but i i i think it's i i had bought it i, I feel like those those feelings get stronger when it's a game that you want to like and are like not able to I really did. I, I've definitely wanted to like it. It just it just didn't work for me. I yeah. never, I never, I finished it. I did everything you could do in the game because it was also when I was collecting trophies. So it, was, there was, it mm. felt like, it felt like I had to, like yeah. I had, had two levels of guilt. One, I had bought it and I hadn't played it. And two, I, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent complete. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta do it. I'll tell you what, when I finished it, it felt real good because I was done. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, but that would—that's that, a game for sure that I loved the way it looked. That's why I bought it. That's why I got into it, and then I just didn't care for it much. Yeah. Okay. Understandable. Um. Boy, I'm trying to think because I, I feel like there's a lot. There is. I can think of. I can think of games where I, I play them, and it's like, boy, everything about this aesthetically is so me, and I just can't get into it. I'm it looking through my to- Steam library right now. It, it, it happens to me with some of those bad anime fighting games where it's like, man, I, I like the mm. idea of this. I like the show. I like the manga. I like the way it looks, even though they look, you know, sort of trashy and like they're from last, like they're like six-year-old looking games. Um, but I know I'm going to hate the way it plays just because it's going to be clunky and I, I'm already not very good at fighting games, but then you add that level of jank that's part of mm-hmm, almost mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. So th- those those kind of fall in that category. The uh, the example that um, Swaggles offers is Splatoon. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. That's a really good one. I have bought that game twice and I have played it for maybe five hours. Yep, I'm pretty much in the exact same. I'm pretty much in the exact same spot. That is a wonderful example. I even want to buy Splatoon 3, but then I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know exactly how that feels. It's like you see it and you're like, God, this like, like this, this game's awesome. I can't wait this to buy this. So good. It's got so much style and just and personality. 
<laughs> and I love all of that stuff about it. And I just, I don't care. And then I'm going to play it and be like, you mm. know, what's a really, you know, actually I'm looking at it now and I did actually play like the first game in this series. Okay. Um, But now there's like three or four more and I just didn't want to play anymore when I was done with it. Did you ever play Trine? I haven't, but I know, I know it. I know of it. I don't remember what it looks like exactly. Trine is a game where it's not exactly like I wasn't super taken with the visual style of it. Like it looks nice. Um, this is the co-op one, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's like three it player co-op on, and yeah. each character has like a different power and you can actually play. You can play by switching between the three characters or you can actually play like three player where you're all sort of like uh, it's, uh, oh, co-op it's, platforming. It's kind of like the it's like uh, Lost Vikings in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of how you get through it. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it does have that feel to it. Where there's like, each one of them has a very specific power and a very specific thing they can do. And they have to use that to like help the other two through each obstacle. Mm -hmm. And use them together. Yeah. Yeah, I played through the first one and had like a pretty good time with it. And then just like, there was a two and three and and there was just a switch that went off where it's like, I do not want to play any more of this game. (laughs) It went from like, hey, this game's pretty good. I like it to like, I don't want to even look at it. And I don't know what the I don't know what it was. It wasn't even like a time thing because the first game didn't take that long to finish. It was just like it was a feeling of just like it went from, hey, this is a pretty good time. I'm having fun to just like I don't ever want to see it again. And there's like three more games now. I I think there's a trying four at least. Yeah, there's definitely a trying four. I I just typed it into to Steam and that and trying four popped up. And it's like I can't imagine playing three more of those games. I don't I don't know it's changed. I don't know like it's not even that I want anything to be particularly different or better because I think they're fine. I just don't want to play it for reasons I can't explain. Sure, um, I get it. Also, and I think this is one you'll agree with as well. Um, I am Setsuna. God, no, I'm not talking about that game again. That game just bums me out. Because, like... I, I thought it was going to be rad as hell. Because, like... Wasn't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I keep yeah. going off right as you're talking. <laughs> well, I mean, we we're, we're talking about the same thing. Like, we both... Exp- I, the problem with that, as we've discussed before, is they pitched it as spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger, and it just is not that. No. It is definitely not. And it's, you know, it could be fine on its own merits, but like they pitched it a particular way and it doesn't do what it what it's advertised to do. And furthermore, it's boring. (laughs) Furthermore, it's boring. It's boring. It's just it's not it's like the battles aren't interesting. The story's not interesting. The characters aren't particularly interesting. I played it, I played like two or three streams of it, tried really hard to get into it, and could just not wrap my head around, like, I don't remember any of it. I I don't remember what was happening because I didn't care. I remember walking through the snow. Yeah, there's a lot, that's another thing, like, I played it for a long time and never really saw anything that wasn't snow. It's very, the, the setting is very one note, but like, Definitely remember walking through the snow, but that's about it. It's 
I went into it wanting to like it. I guess this is a little bit different than liking the aesthetics because I don't particularly like the aesthetics, even though I think like aside from there being too much snow, the art's nice. Yeah, I thought it looked okay. Like, I think it looks good, but I just I wanted to like it and just couldn't just was not able to like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it sometimes just hits you the wrong way, right? Yep. That's a good question. Nice. Yeah. That, that was that was a short. That was a nice like you know we, <laughs> we didn't have to we didn't have to get uh too deep into it. We didn't have to you know no tears were shed. Yeah. Thinking about the 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 woes of mankind. Yeah. No. It's it's this just nice. It's really good. Yeah. It's it it's it speaks to how heavy the questions have been, <laughs> or that we like can yeah like we we give them to that, ourselves like, or something. That we're we're now at a point where it's like, oh boy, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really glad that we had a nice, easy, joyful question about things we didn't like as much as we thought we were going to. <laughs> it works for me, man. And speaking That's, of things was, we didn't like, like as much no, as we thought we were going no, to, I, I knew I was like, oh, this is, he's going to segue this way. <laughs> I don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, but Guardian Heroes is all right, though. Yeah, I think I think you, you really need to play it again. <laughs> I actually OK, so there's there is for sure um, flaws in the particular way that we went about this um, or that I at least went about this particular uh, playthrough. So I, I got to say, even even. Because watching you play it, I was like, man, this doesn't feel right. This does not because because you were you were using like the heavy attack a lot, like the f- big, huge forward swing with Han. And yeah. I was like, I, this is I know it's way smoother than this. Like you could do all kinds of sweet combos with him. And and so I, I booted up and played through the game again. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. OK, this is Dean. You were just not in the you were not in the headspace for the game or at least for that character or something. Because so did, did you know if you like stand still? It's different than if you're holding forward when you yeah. attack mm-hmm. and you can chain together like the moves. So, so, so for instance, the, the final boss that you fought, I was, I was able to just like beat the crap out of him in the corner like, with, with yeah. Han. Yeah. Yeah. Like just beat him up. Like, yeah, I mean, I had to move around and, uh, you know, sometimes you dance a bit, but I, you could like stun him and stuff. Like you yeah. get the little stars over his head if hmm. you would combo him and things. So I, I really think. <laughs> I think it's kind of when we talked about um, Gunstar Heroes and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then the more we talked about it, our perception. Sh- I think if you were to play this game again, you would feel different. I don't feel badly about the game. Yeah, right. I like my my opinions and perceptions of the game are not negative. OK, OK, OK. Like I, I made a joke about like things that you didn't like as much as you thought you were going to, but I have a very <laughs> strong, I have a very strong feeling of like this game will get better the more I play it. Okay. Um, and I just didn't have the time to play it longer than I did. True, you you did which mention was you a wish which you had was time. sort of self defeating. Yeah, yeah, because you even mentioned you wish you had time to 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 play it again. Even you now, even now, I want to go through the story and see what some of the other missions look like and see how some of the other characters play. Every character that I used after Han, I liked better than Han. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think it's so there there's because there's there's some cool combos with Han where you're where you're like attacking, you do some swift like some swift attacks, then you can do like a kick where it actually sends you like across the the map. Like like it, it may have you cross like a lot of distance and then you can combo that into like an uppercut and then the fire thing. Like it's so you you know the first big um the boss in the forest, the 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 big weird blobby plant thing. Yes. Yeah. The so I that then it turns out to be Pikachu. Um Yes. The so that I was between myself and, and our undead friend, it was stunned the entire fight. Like it didn't even attack. Cause because you can you can go so crazy with the the way that the the the, the combos link together really well is what yes. I'm trying to say. Um and I can feel that. I can feel that it's built for those combo links. I just didn't get the like I, I wasn't able to like execute just them. Didn't, yeah, no, I, I, you know, it was funny too. When you were playing it, <laughs> I, I was thinking, man, I feel like I have a better memory of this game than I should for having only played it on the, the, the Saturn when it came out at my friend's house a few times over, you know, like a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's because it was released on Xbox in like 2011. And oh. I played through it on the, on the live arcade. And there was two different modes. And as like, I was like, why, why does this seem so much more familiar? Because I, I, I remember unlocking every, like all the characters and everything. Like I played through the game, you know, like 20 times or whatever it is mm-hmm. to, to do it all. And then I remembered, so I, so I ended up looking it up and that's when I found that out. And some of my memory of the game being super fluid and smoother was because I played it on both different versions. There's like the original version, which is what, you played and then what I played again this week. Um, and then there's the Xbox Live Arcade version, which added some some backdashing, which also adds iframes, which mm. were super nice. And that's that's what I remember having a better time with that. Cause when I when I went yeah, to that play makes sense. Right, Yeah, right. And so when I went to play this after watching you and I played it on on the uh original official hardware, of course, and it's like, man, this is this is harder than I remember it being. And that's that's what that's what triggered all of the the memories to come like like, oh, right, let's look up blah blah blah. And there's like, oh, okay, there was backdashing that had iframes and everything. So when I played through it on the sound, I had more trouble than I remembered having it, but I didn't have as much trouble as you had. And it was because of the 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 remake that I had that I had played a ton, which just complete I completely forgot about. I had no memory of it at all until I actually was watching you play through the game and I was like, I know this game way better than I should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that there was a remake. Um, <laughs> and I think that, you know, you're not the only person who said like, for lack of a better term, cause it wasn't in a sort of antagonistic way. It was basically just like, I'm surprised you're having as much trouble as you are. Yeah, because you're way better at games than I am. There's no doubt about it. And it was, I was, I was really like, hmm, I think, I think something's not clicking. <laughs> it definitely is something is not clicking. And I think it's, I, I've compared Treasure to Platinum in okay, yeah, yeah. a lot of, in a lot of cases. I can see that for sure. Yep. Um, you know, they have very sort of high demand, high input, um, action heavy over the top really stylish games that they mm-hmm. that they do um it's certainly more important than the story writer yes 
in both cases. Like <laughs> platinum stories don't mean anything except to just except to just escalate the situation and make it cooler that you're motorcycling up a rocket to the moon to kill God. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's hard to argue with that. So like it's, but similarly, platinum has a similarly platinum has a, um, a, a, a habit or a, what's the word I want to, what's the word I'm looking for here? A reputation. Hmm. For games that are not terribly beginner friendly, like your first five hours with the game are probably going to be suffering because there is a certain way that the game is meant to be played and it's very input and timing dependent. Yeah, it's it's unless there's like a, 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 a like a Metal Gear Rising had a had a an easy, easy mode which you could just play and not know what you're doing and get through the game just fine. True, and if, yeah. And if it doesn't have that, you're going to have to spend some time being really bad and maybe even disliking it if you can't get past that. But like, the wonderful 101. Oh, yeah, yeah. Currently, like, one of my favorite games of all time. I played through the first three to five hours of that and had a miserable time with it. <laughs> and was super disappointed because, like, it just... It, it was frustrating and difficult and like I wasn't able to do any of what I would well, of any of what I wanted to do. And I kept just getting blown up and didn't understand why, because I hadn't taken the time to really learn the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I looked some things up and they were like, yeah, for some reason they decided that your block and dodge buttons should be things you have to purchase from the shop. You should do that because it makes the game playable. (laughs) And also keep an eye out for certain types of uh, like certain types of enemies and and with certain types of armor and gear are meant to be attacked by certain types of weapons. So you have to make sure that you're matching the the weapon to the thing. And there's there's all these things where like you're trying to play this. You're trying to play this like a hack and slash where all of your weapons are are just like equally viable. And it's like, no, you have to use the right tool for the right job. And also make sure that you're, you know, you have a, an eye on defense mm-hmm. yeah, and, and have some, some actual strategy and, and thought to the way that you're playing. And if you're not playing in that way, it's not going to be fun for you. And so once I went back in with that knowledge and gave it a fresh, a fresh look, it was amazing. And I feel kind of similar. I'm I'm sort of in the same place with um oh uh, hang on. Okay. Astral Chain. Hey, you know, I, it's funny you're bringing that up because that's one that I would like to play at some point, but never did. I played a few missions of it and thought it was okay, but couldn't wrap my head around the, the combat, so I dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. I was also trying to stream it, which I think was a mistake, because that's something where I feel I feel like more direct focus is required. Yeah. You'd have to like pretend the stream doesn't exist for a bit. If you really want to get something out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that as well, but I intend to go back to it. And guardian heroes gives me the same feeling of this game is awesome. And I haven't learned it yet. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where it's at uh, from just from what I saw. But I think that, you know, generally speaking, uh, what we do on this podcast is we play, 
you know, unless it's a longer game, unless it's an RPG or a, you know, like a Crusader of Senti or something where it's really heavily story based and we just want to get through the story because that's a significant part of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Generally, we play through until we, you know, hit credits and have a feel for generally how things go. And then we go off of so much in a week. Yeah, we go off of pseudo first impressions. Yeah. And my pseudo first impressions were like, I had a lot of frustration with it, but I can feel that there's something buried. Mm -hmm. I I can feel there's something under the surface with it where it's like, I'm just not there yet. The problem is not the game. The problem is me. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I started feeling that more so when I, when I went through and I started using the other characters that are faster and I was like, yeah, this feels better. This is what I should have gone with. This would have been a more enjoyable experience. And they're wildly different. That's, isn't that cool? Like all of the characters are wildly different in what they're able to do and where their actual powers lie. It's, it's very interesting. I, I wish that I'd had more than, you know, a week, week and a half to play this. So I could have really like dug into it and I may still play more of it later, but this podcast is, we play through essentially as much of it as we can in a week. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you still got a feel for it. And since we, you've pretty much covered all the bases. It's just, that's sometimes how it goes, right? If you don't, if you don't have, if you only have four hours to spend to, to play it, then you might not get the, the correct it's sort of like how we use save states that's like the wrong way to mm-hmm. play the game technically right mm-hmm. um it just happens yeah and and i was i was feeling really bad because you were so frustrated at the at the end because that fight was just and i was like man something is not clicking i don't know what what it is if it's if i my memory's way off or what like you know sometimes you're a kid and you just don't care that oh yeah the, yeah that everything seems harder than it is or whatever For you're sure. just gonna play yeah. the game again it's not a problem um so I think it's cool that you that you gave it enough. Like you didn't just end it there. You went back and tried the other characters a bit, and you're like, "Oh, okay. I can see where this is different. I can see how having a different move set would color my perception of it." You know what I mean? Absolutely. Do we? Uh, what we didn't actually talk about this game at all, which is my fault. Yeah, we went straight we, into we. we well, it's it's actually it. my fault because I went straight into impressions. Oh, yeah. And I I think that talking about like what the game is, is is interesting, too, because I think people get really tied up with this sort of cross genre um, aspect of Guardian Heroes. And I think that that's I I think that that is like. Oh, you mean that there's like leveling up like the RPG stuff? I I think it's something that's a lot more common. Oh, yeah. If if you were to play this today and, and you've played any sort of i mean like scott pilgrim is the one that comes to mind or 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 i have never actually played scott pilgrim but i know there's you know leveling up and stuff in it yeah but uh if if the rpg aspects of it are not particularly impressive if you don't if you if you just think about it as other games that are out today yeah right like that's what i'm trying to get at is like it's unfair because you're comparing it to more modern games but I, I have heard it called like, oh, it's this fusion of like fighting games and be and like and side scrolling like beat 'em up or brawler games and RPG. And it's like, no, it's a brawler with more steps. It's it's just a brawler where you get to put some points and stats at the end of yeah. the stages. 
and you choose your That's next it. stage based on dialogue. Yeah, and, and 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 there are there it does add some pretty awesome replayability. And if you know you want to see all of the stuff, and it's it's super cool how you can unlock the characters and then have them in some wonky ass versus mode that you know the Saturn can have up to six people playing at once with the adapter. Yeah, the, that uh, seems like absolute adapter. chaos. <laughs> oh yeah, I never experienced that, but it does seem nuts. That seems super nuts. But yeah, I, I, I think that it's overblown the uh, the whole sort of cross genre thing, like. They say it's it like is. a fighting game because you have move inputs, and there you do have some move inputs. You have a you have a move list. Well, so there's it's more move intensive than your standard brawler. Yeah. So it's, but even Streets of Rage has a you know has a, a a quarter circle for for a fireball and a and bare knuckle is on like the the DP input. Yeah, but so the 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 if you really get into the combo system of the game, it's more it's more intricate than that because it's there it's more than just you have the punch button. It's like how you can link the punches together in, um, in, in some fighting games, how you can link like a weak attack into a stronger attack, into a, a, a super into another super back into a weak attack kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's, there is more, there, there's more fighting game elements than a standard brawler. So I definitely, I, I get the, the comparison. And in 96, this would have been, as it was really freaking cool. Yeah. So it like I, left a fond memory. I think that at that, like put into the, into the, uh, the context of a mid nineties game, these things had not been thrown together as frequently. You know, what's you know, the, the, the weirdest thing about this game is for me is that we've talked about the Saturn and we've made jokes about like, what's the good game on Saturn. And I couldn't, I didn't even think of Guardian. I, I completely forgot that this game existed. And, but what was funny is you were talking about your show, the, the, my, my uncle's lost in time or whatever. Um, uncle from another world. Thank you. And mm-hmm. he was like, always oh, talks about this one gen or this one Saturn game. And when you said that, I almost said, let me guess Guardian Heroes. I don't, I have, it no, just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about it when we've been talking about, oh, let's find some Saturn games to play that, you know, because we, we kind of, well, I particularly ragged on Knights. And when we played Panzer Dragoon, we were sort of like, yeah, I'd rather play Star Fox. Yeah. Uh, Which is really unfair. It is. Both, both of those are completely unfair when. <laughs> when you know you take a step back I, I still dislike knights a lot but that's beside the point uh i can't believe i didn't think of guardian heroes i it it's just weird to have played the game when it was a thing then to be talking about it now like yeah it was so awesome but I, but it was just gone from my memory completely i i don't have a clue it's real. it's a, it's a, an odd experience for me it's a it's a very interesting concept but i don't know that it I don't know that it holds up as well now just because this is a concept that has been done better. Yeah. Um and I think from what I understand um the uh the D&D Shadows over Mystara game dude is yeah, I linked I linked that very to, much like this. I yeah, I really I want I want to play that. I have never played that before. I I I, I don't know. Everyone says that's a, a, just an incredibly good time as a as a like a co-op beat 'em up. i played that for about a half hour with jesse yeah in the back corner of an arcade in japan (laughs) no way that's awesome 
It was on like the third floor. It was a it was a dingy little rundown arcade, and all of the money making stuff was on other floors. And they just had this one floor with like <laughs> it was like some of the lesser known fighting games, older stuff, and they just had a Shadows over Mistara uh, machine in the back corner with a couple of stools, and we were like, "That's that's fun. Let's let's." Pop a couple hundred yen coins into that one and play for a bit. That's so cool. <laughs> but I also think I have so cool. it. Um, I also think there's a Xbox, uh, an Xbox based uh, release, digital release of it that I have on uh, on Xbox or something. Um, uh, yeah, sure. And it's on Steam. And yeah, yeah, there, there's there's ways to play it now. Uh, the big thing about D&D is uh, or about Shadows over Mistara is I think there is a there is like a. a there is like some sort of true ending that you can get. There is like a way to really? have a couple of, uh, there's a way to have like a couple of characters. If you get the right items over the course of the playthrough or something like that. And then there's like a, a move input or something where you can have a, you can have a wizard cast a spell against the final boss and it takes a long time <laughs> to cast. So you have to like, have the other characters protect the wizard as he's casting. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it, it it gives you like, it either gives you like a, a, a fine. I don't know exactly what it does. It either does like a final, uh, like an instant boss kill. If you can pull it off or it gives you like that plus a true ending or something like that. That's cool. I had no idea. So there's like neat stuff like that that you wouldn't expect to find in a beat em up game. But I, my understanding with the way that all the characters work out differently, it also has the same thing where it's like, you know, here's the scenario, here's some dialogue, pick your choice, that'll be your next mission. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it does all of that same stuff. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I didn't. I, I had I had not even heard of that game. Well, I mean, maybe in passing one time, but I just it was on Steam for like two bucks. I was like, oh, I should buy this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't because I forgot and then the sale ended, but right. I'm sure it will be on sale again in like a week. Yeah, it's, you know, it's 20 some years old. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it'll it'll it. it I mean, it's normal retail is what? Probably five bucks. <laughs> I think maybe eight or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, not one you got to worry about. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, that's weird. I've got uh, I've got Cusa Grande up in the uh, on my other window. Yeah. Just running in the background on mute. Um, their next game is Outrun. Really? But for Amiga. What? Yeah. That's weird. That's that apparently is, that is the there's a version of Outrun on Amiga. Oh, I'm, apparently I'm it's not good. <laughs> this is this is not that big of a surprise. Let's see. I'm curious now. 1987. So anyhow, oh, Guardian Heroes is a is beat 'em up game. You have some fighting game type inputs. Yes. Um and you level up. And when you level up, you get a couple of skill points and you can put them into strength or life or agility or magic or luck. And I'll be honest, I didn't learn what any of those did, but I'm pretty sure strength just does more damage. I think strength, then, yeah. Yeah, one of them has to do with uh, how your mana regenerates and the other mm. one has to do with how much damage your spells do right so depending on what yep, type of okay. character it is it's more important i think luck 
I want to say luck is the weird one. I don't remember what it does or or agility to be honest. I don't I think I don't remember what initially it does. I was like maybe luck has to do with like item drops or something like that. And I was like, oh, there are no item drops. Yeah, nope. Like none. Zero. No, nothing. Yeah, it's it's it, there are no there are no item drops. Yeah, even the the, the game's interesting because there's no item drops. How the death system works is kind of interesting because you can die and then continue and you just respawn like you were putting quarters in a machine or Basically, you can do, yeah. try again and you restart the stage but you keep your experience like you keep your level ups i'm pretty sure yeah so but it still costs you a life yeah so it costs you a life but you have the chance to you could get through the stage and get like let's say five more levels right so then when you yeah. beat the stage you're 10 or you're an extra five levels than you would have been so it's it's I don't know. It, I, I, I can it's see a, the benefit. It's a weird trade-off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going next with what I was saying. <laughs> well, that's because I have you working on two uh, on two things. I started talking about the gameplay of Guardian Heroes, but you're still looking up Outrun for Amiga. <laughs> I, I closed the window for Outrun for Amiga, but I did look it up, and it looks very... It's Awkward. it appears to be running at about two frames per second. I was about to say the the frames per second are pretty low there. <laughs> so you I, know what I, I liked what 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 the, the thing I liked the most about Guardian Heroes, maybe not the most, but one of the things I, I thought was super cool was that your your undead friend. That's a really neat mechanic. I like that a lot. That's a really cool way to give you like, because it feels like the game is built around you being able to do like co-op juggle combos. Yes. But it's like, well, you know, maybe you don't have someone to play with. Now you do. Yeah. And and, and he's. And he's <laughs> very capable. He's very capable and invincible. <laughs> and invincible. So it's not even like a weird, it's not even like a weird, uh, uh, like escort mission thing. Yeah, where he's like I, taking you your lives. You literally can just hide behind him and use him as a meat shield. Yeah, that's that's more or less how you beat the final boss. Pretty much. You're like, eh, screw it, I'm done. <laughs> just literally, just literally dodge out of the way and let him do all the work. Maybe attack from a distance once in a while when it's safe. <laughs> yeah, do not engage. <laughs> which is it any wonder why i was like i feel like i'm not getting the most out of this game <laughs> there's also a possibility that because because of the way that you were playing you weren't getting enough experience so you were under leveled too like that's you very as fair as you should have been yeah that seems very likely i basically <laughs> put all of my i basically put all of my points into strength and level ups and it was getting to be this it was getting to be the situation where I couldn't actually finish a combo because I was getting attacked in the middle of it. And then someone pointed out, like, is that because your agility is three? <laughs> like, does that only does that only increase your movement speed or does that also maybe increase like your attack speed? And it's so slow right now that people are able to interrupt and hit you in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, maybe let's see let's see let's see i'm i'm looking up so strength is damage vite is damage you can take intelligence is how well you use magic that's that's a stupid way of thinking mental mental protection is your defense against magic agi sure. is apparently just how fast your character moves uh -huh. okay so and it doesn't luck... actually affect attack speed i don't think so 
doesn't look like, I mean, the manual doesn't say so, but you know, the manuals are not always known for <laughs> telling the truth. Or That's like true. As clear as they can be. It's not always the most accurate. Yeah. Then luck is in, Increases your chances of being missed or making an attack successfully. Oh, so it's so it's accuracy. But how do you miss? They, it's either you hit or they block it. Huh? There are uh, not like oh yeah. I I had some I had some characters miss. I had some lucky yeah. misses. Yeah. So that it, it's not very common, but I guess you know I didn't really put points into luck because I didn't know what it did. But yeah, <laughs> if thinking of it as essentially accuracy and evasion as a single stat makes sense yeah that makes sense so yeah that wasn't it so i basically put all my points into into strength and uh and health but neither of them were anywhere close to topped out so yeah, that's entirely that's... possible that i was you know because the uh because undead dude was going off and doing all my work for me i wasn't getting xp from that so i may very well have been under leveled I apparently also was in an, a notoriously difficult final sequence. You did. You absolutely did the the hardest. You 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 <laughs> you you uh, accidentally picked the hardest route. So there was that too. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? I bet you it was that over everything else we're talking about. It was. It was like here you go. Here's the here's the true end. Uh, hard route. Have fun. And, and you're, you know, that just happened to be the, 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 the choices you picked along the way. Yeah. It's just like, I was literally just trying to make choices based on like, this seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. Protecting that you're going to the forest, protecting yeah. the city, all that right, stuff. Yeah. I'm just trying to make the, the decisions that seem morally justifiable to me at this time. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it well yeah it worked out. i mean you know, i guess maybe if it's you know i don't know about i i've heard there's multiple endings i don't know what would be considered a true ending i don't know i know there's i a frankly story. don't I remember, remember what ending. happened in the ending <laughs> i was just about to say i played i played this game 10 years ago a bunch and then i played it when it first came out a bit and i don't have a clue what the story is i don't know i don't think i've ever paid attention to it there, there but you, it's definitely there like it's there, yeah. They put more effort into this story than they did for Alien Soldiers. Well, at least in the West. At least in the West, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember. I literally don't remember the story, other than that Pikachu was in it, and and it came out a month like oh, it came out almost the exact same time as as Pokemon. Um, there, oh there yeah, was, we did discuss that. Yeah, I was kind of curious if there was anyone on the team that had like worked with nintendo like i i was I, I did wonder if there was any kind of connection there at all uh i did a little bit of digging but it didn't find anything that was interesting like oh this person had worked at nintendo or game freak i'm at you know or 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 they were shared office space or something like that it was yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. funny that they were so similar but obviously it's kind sure of the ideas. who is it um insomniac and naughty dog i think yeah were like they basically were like down the hall from each other when we just like cop ideas from each other all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why a lot of their games from like the mid aughts feel really, really similar to each other. Well, and and when 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 Pokemon first came out, Pikachu wasn't a wasn't of that big of a deal. Like, yeah, the, yeah. It wasn't until the game came out and it became sort of this myth. It was sort of like a myth a bit in the beginning because he was very rare early on. So it was like, oh, is this is this a thing that it is it is Pikachu in the game? Like is this character? Like, I think you know, he's only in red version. Yeah. Well, and he only in the, in the early parts, he spawns in 
what what what's the stupid forest? Is it Viridian? Forest? I think it's Viridian Forest, and it's and a rare the, spawn. It's a very rare spawn, and then I believe he spawns at the electric plant, but that's at like the end of the game. Yeah, well, towards yeah. the end of the game. That sounds right. So if you're like you know a kid and one person gets it and another one just like how'd you get it? That's impossible. I fought there for an hour and didn't see it. Right. Um. So it's not even it's not like the big marketing push was hey Pikachu is the mascot of Pokemon. So yeah. it could have even been like, oh, that character is kind of neat. Let's put it in here. And obviously it's it's not Pikachu and it doesn't really look that much like Pikachu. It just happens to be an electric rodent. <laughs> yeah, it just happens to be an electric rodent with uh, with that's like, like sort that of yellow tail. and black. Yeah. And has a uh, and has familiar looking markings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, it's not as it's not it does not the original because if you recall, the original Pikachu is a big fat boy. That's true. That's true. Then they, then they made him slim and trim in the. Although someone uh, someone accurately pointed out in the stream that like the the one in Guardian Heroes has black has like black trim on the tail, and uh, I thought that that like that regular Pikachu has uh has like black on the tail, but it doesn't. It has black on the base of the tail, but the rest of the tail is is yellow. Oh yeah. So there's that too. Huh. So yeah, you know, legally distinct. Legally, yeah. Legally, yeah, legally distinct. Dis- the legally best distinct. kind of distinct. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because if you're at the if you go to the Guardian Heroes fandom, you know how websites have the little uh I can't think of what the technical term is, but they have like an icon in your web browser tab. Yeah. To let you know what the website that you're on is. Yeah, or, yeah. Or that you're yeah, whatever. Uh I'm with you. The 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 one for 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 Guardian Heroes. Whoops, I sent you the link, not the image. Hold on. In a little tab is is our boy <laughs> and it does look i mean it really does look like a, a a very small version of pikachu in the tab it really um, just does like that that is pikachu <laughs> it looks like it looks like pikachu as depicted on a tiger electronics game <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes yes exactly <laughs> 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 so uh did and you... i was surprised to find that when you play in these surprisingly robust versus mode in which you can take control of literally anything in the game yes it's so cool including not just playable characters and bosses but also random grunt enemies including like that that dumb brown ogre that whooped the shit out of that one enemy that you had at fight yeah <laughs> Like the giant plant bosses and the regular grunts and and also the Pikachu, which <laughs> acts as a which is just a sidekick for one of the characters. And you literally can just use it as like as an attack, like a Pikmin. <laughs> but you can literally just play as it and it's one move in in the versus mode. The I got to say. In a pre-Super Smash Brothers world, a six-player, like, side-by-side fighting game with that many options on what you can do, like... It's awesome. They didn't have to do that. No, they didn't. I can absolutely see that being a thing that people lost an entire weekend to in the same way that they did Smash and GoldenEye and other, like, multiplayer games of that era. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And and that was sort of the joy of wanting to play through the game again, because if you played through it on, I think if it was on the harder difficulty, if I remember, you unlock the character then for versus mode or mm-hmm. something like that. 
Is there yeah, a chance you were playing the game on hard? I didn't look, so maybe? Wait a minute, dude. You unlocked the character in versus mode. I mean, some of them. Well, but I, 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 I could be wrong, but I think you only unlock them if you're playing on hard. Oh. Dude, bro, I think you played the game on hard. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna open the game right now. I need to know. I need to know. And I'm going to see if it defaults to hard. Because I don't remember messing with the, with the, uh, with the, I don't remember messing with the difficulty setting. So if it defaults to hard, then I totally did. But I don't know why it would. I feel like, I feel like I have this strong memory of it needing to be in the harder difficulty to unlock the characters. I think but someone specifically said that during Oh, the maybe that's why it's in my memory. <laughs> Someone specifically said that you needed to do that. So that may be correct. That would be priceless. But like that would explain some of the frustration and difficulty for sure. Let's have a look. I, we're going we're gonna to find out live. We're doing it live. I mean, live for the recording. Oh, right. It's not it's live not really for people live. listening. It's several days old at this point. It's actually <laughs> very far from live. We could just edit out anything we say right now and you'd never know. Yeah, but that would also require work, so don't worry. We don't do it. We don't do that around here. No. <laughs> Option mode. Yeah, uh, but even if it defaults to it, you might have messed around with something. I, I messed with. Key I'm, trying, I'm trying to see. Unlock. Let me see. How do we find? I don't even characters? see a difficulty. That's key config. Guardian heroes. Player registration. Control description. Is it only like when you start the game? I don't. Oh, no, you have to defeat them at normal or hard. You just can't play on easy. Okay. I still don't actually see where the difficulty levels are. Like, I'm literally not even aware of how you do that. <laughs> I... <laughs> Legitimately do not see it as an option. <laughs> oh, let's see. Story mode. Two, one or two people. I don't know. Maybe that was only in the... I don't know. Like, I've gone through the entire options menu multiple times. Oh. What? Just kidding. I was <laughs> on normal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do not have that excuse. I really want to know what the options menu means by dip switch. Someone was very excited about there being a dip switch in your chat, and I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either. But apparently it means all of the actual useful options. A dips, let's see, dip switch is a manual electric switch that is packaged with others in a group in a standard dual inline package. The term may refer to each individual switch or the unit as a whole. This type of switch is designed to be on a printed circuit board along with other electronic components. Well, that doesn't seem like... That does not explain why that is the heading in the options menu that hides the difficulty level and oh is it just that's just what they're calling it because a dip switch is like something that has switches along it that you can flip up and down i i'm I, sure i mean that seems you know obtuse. what that's sure the most, that's the most obtuse way of naming options menu i've ever seen in my life well i mean this is a game where the title screen says story mode versus mode option mode <laughs> so treasure what was what was the 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 alien soldier 
uh the 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 weird like english for the for the for the poster do you remember uh, uh visual visual yeah, shock yeah. speed shock sound shock now is time to the 68000 hard on fire <laughs> yeah. the hard on fire so i mean yeah eh, that makes sense yeah <laughs> dip switch well uh, you know we didn't talk about the the saxophone at all oh the music is great right oh the music's and, really good throughout and um, i love and i the... think like real like those sounded like real saxophones i think it's a i think it's a i think it is a blend of like real instruments and synth it's but like cool. for 96 like getting a getting like real music in there with like a decent recording quality is an achievement i mean heck the anime cutscenes make it feel like it's it's a game based on something i mean multiple people were like what anime is this based off of yeah because like the 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 opening and then all the character uh images like the the like in the the versus screen where they're more where they're better drawn and everything Mm -hmm. oh what's it yeah like what's this based on and it's like, uh, yeah, oh, that's oh, just yeah, a thing right. like Alien Soldier could have been an anime. Mischief Makers could like basically looks like Dr. Slump. <laughs> you know, it's got that feel to it. Yeah. Like they Gunstar Heroes right in there. Like they have a way of creating stuff that is like, hey, do you want to like have the experience of a cool action shonen series yep but you want to do it with a controller (laughs) and have control of it and and actually be the characters that's the game (laughs) and again that's platinum now that's just what platinum does now when they get to actually do what they want Mm -hmm. other times they have to make babylon's fall (laughs) oh dude i was i was gonna ask you if you had played that when i was thinking about I mean, I know you had. Of course it. not. Nobody I, I, did. I, I didn't mean to have you played. I meant, did you know anything about it? Because I, yeah. I remember seeing it and then I was like, hmm, that doesn't look very good. The yeah, I, I know a bit about it. The um, the stories that keep coming up on my timeline are just they are deeply sad to me because I want so much for Platinum to be successful. I love them as a developer. I love the stuff that they put out. They have so much talent and personality and the things that they do just they, they, they just work for me. And then I look at them being tasked with Babylon's Fall and the article is like Babylon's Fall hit zero concurrent players on Steam today. <laughs> zero? It's been like it came out this year. They've been at like, you know, they've been sort of measuring the low peaks if you will, the, the valleys <laughs> sure. of, uh, of concurrent players for a while. Um, cause it's, it's just been a thing to just like point and laugh at them, which hurts to see like you hate to see it, but it's, it's been a thing for a while where they've been like, you know, Babylon's fall is now under double digit players. There is now one concurrent player on Babylon's fall. And finally, a couple weeks ago, it's like, Babylon's Fall has now hit zero concurrent players on Steam. Holy crap. And obviously that's a low point. Like in general, there's, you know, maybe a couple of hundred, which is still bad, but it's not zero. But yeah, it's not doing well. It's it's really depressing. And I hope this isn't the thing. 
I hope this is not the thing that drives Platinum under. Because they've been on, like... They they've got, been they got, kind they of on Bayonetta pins and needles for a while. We got Bayonetta 3 coming out. Yeah. I At this point, I think Nintendo should buy them. Sure. And, and I say that not in... Like, I don't think that all the consolidation of of studios and everything is necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um, but every so often platinum comes out and it was like, boy, it sure, be, it should be really nice. If someone bought us, we are very much for sale. <laughs> like, is anyone interested? Like we we're, we're exploring options. <laughs> so if it definitely feels like they want that. And like, you know, Nintendo likes having really high quality second party developers, and they've had a close working relationship on some stuff for a while. I think <laughs> that Nintendo is probably looking at it like, well, nobody bought the things that you made for us, though, which has always <laughs> kind of been the issue with Platinum. Yeah. But they're all critically adored. Which brings us back to Treasure, because, like, why does no one talk about Alien Soldier? <laughs> I'm, yeah i don't know <laughs> this is like maybe the greatest action game of its generation and i didn't hear about it until we until we played it for this podcast and had it confused for something else and you know what <laughs> guardian heroes also really good but i didn't hear about that until until like an anime talked about it because of a dude obsessed with sega yeah because he was because he was lost to time basically yeah I, I, and like I the only person who's still talking about Guardian Heroes is someone who was in a coma for 17 years because it was like one of the most recent games that he played. Well, and there's there's even the spiritual successor, Code of Princess, uh, on on the, on the 3DS. Man, hell, it was I believe it was re-released on Switch. I think you're right. I think it does have a or possibly even maybe not even Switch, maybe like. We maybe, maybe windowed. I don't know. I, there's no way to know. <laughs> there is there is no source of information. Oh, it's on Steam now. Oh, okay. There you go. But yeah, and you're right. It was Princess. Switch. The 3DS, Switch, and Windows. Okay. Because because that Code of Princess was made by the, uh, I believe it was like the director, the character designer, and 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 I don't know, like a, a programmer or a scenario writer or something like that. Did not know that. Did not know that at all. I had no idea. You mentioned it last week, I think. But I, it, until you mentioned it, I had no clue that Code of Princess had any involvement or any connection to anything else, much mm -hmm. less Guardian Heroes. Obviously, like, not the same universe or anything. It's like its own game, but it's attempting to be its... Uh, it's just following in that vein, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. The similar, a similar a style game. Lots of characters to unlock and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it was okay. I don't remember that much about it. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's really strange to me to have the, 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 the Guardian Heroes experience to me was just such a weird thing where I just, it's been out of my head completely and, until you brought up the anime. And I don't know why, because it's cool. But I wonder, I wonder if in 20 years, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that game. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have games like that that aren't like constantly in your mind. But every time, every time it comes up, you just like you're just hit with a flood of good memories. You're like, oh, that's that's a, you know, that's a good memory there. Yeah, you're this right. This is cool. probably the first game 
that we've done for this podcast. I'm probably going to eat my words because I'm sure there's something else where I've literally said this exact thing, but it yeah, feels it feels like the first game where I, I come away from it and I'm like, man, I don't feel like I played enough. I want to play more. Like I want it like not because I just feel like it because it's fun, but because I want to see more of what the game has, despite having like actually gone through a run of it. Oh, I was going to say, cause I, I, I've, there's been a few times where for me personally, I wanted to go back cause I was like, this game's super fun. I want to play more of it. Like I had that with Contra earlier this year. Yeah. 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 It, it, there's, there, like not in the sense of like the game is fun and I want to play more, but like, I want to keep playing because specifically like, I feel like there's more to get out of it. Yeah, I, th- I think if you, you know, if you have just some time to yourself, like you don't have to stream it, you can yeah. just pop down and, you know, maybe play it for an hour and save it. Like you don't have to, it even has like a little save thingy in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not that you need that. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, I have, I have ways. <laughs> you, have, you have, you have that cool unreleased device that plays every video game. It's pretty cool. It was, it's rare. It's very expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't cheap fair but i don't if you consider the actual hardware it's running on like it's not uh it wasn't nothing actually what what, isn't there what's the device that people are you talking about the raspberry pi no 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 no. um oh my god it's it's like a a, it's an emulation uh hardware but it emulates the this it's supposed to emulate it like on the physical like in the physical structure of however it's coded and you can use real um you use the real controllers. You have to use the real games for it. And I'm blanking on what the heck the interface is called. Oh man. It's like 500 bucks. I am not familiar. <sighs> Hold on. I got to see. If or I, I am and won't remember it until you actually say it. Yeah. If, if I say the name, you'd be like, oh yeah, I think I know what that is. Probably. Because it, it feels more like it'd likely something... it'll be like, oh, I've heard that. It's probably going to be, I've heard that said before, but didn't know that that's what that was. <laughs> yeah that's, that's i found that's what a lot of things are like for me is like it's not that i haven't heard of it it's that i have heard of it but then didn't know what it meant and never bothered to find out that makes sense yeah uh god it's gonna bug me so much oh 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 is it uh, the uh, uh mister am i like miss f i think it's miss i want to say it's miss hold on Okay, if it's anything like that, then no, I don't know what you're talking about. Is this what I'm talking about? I think this is what I'm talking about. What is Mister? Mister is an open source hardware reimplementation project designed to be used on an FPGA. It reimplements various console arcade, yeah, yeah, on the Tesseract DE10 Nano development board, as opposed to running projects. I don't know. It's supposed to be the like one of those, you know, the 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 nose in the air proper way to emulate sort of mm, excuse me this is how you should be playing these emulated right. video games kind of thing uh i don't know so this so, is the correct way to steal this content <laughs> i think you still need all real hardware which is part of why it's fancy. i see i don't know i don't care. honestly like i'm i i kind of like that because a big part of the reason for emulation is just how difficult it is to actually get these things to broadcast properly yeah so, like, if it makes that easier, that's I can definitely see that as being worth it. It might. I don't really know how it works. I just remembered that it was a thing. <laughs> well, I thought I knew what you were talking about, but it turns out I didn't. <laughs> so with that, we look forward to next week where I don't know what we're actually playing. <laughs> nope.
We will probably have a discussion about it as soon as I kick you guys to music, which will be good because this game's music was good, but I don't know what I'm going to pick for it yet. Excellent.